0: And welcome to Desk Lady Ada. Hey,
1: everybody. We've been doing some video tests today, so thanks for hanging out with us. It's me, Lady Ada. With me is Mr. Lady Ada. Hello. So, camera control. I made him that box with the buttons now. So, you can make me appear and disappear with the touch. Like, watch this. No, don't press that button.
0: I'm going to make a little don't. one. Don't. You know what's better than one Lady Ada? What? Two.
1: Wah! Clone a button. So, you're just pressing the button on the little Python board thing yeah. we made. So, that's cool. And that adds that as this thing. Okay, what's the third button do? nothing Facebook. Oh, yeah. okay um so i thought i'd just show some samples that i got we talk about these samples so um i've been doing a lot of actually like dsp learning stuff in the last couple weeks mostly because i wanted to um you know get this pdm microphone all going very nice Stand circuit playground but then i also was interested in interpolation because we put out that thermal camera and i wanted to port some interpolation code to c++ but i wanted to show off some samples um for these little Linux modules, so you can go to the computer and I can show you why. So you wrote this article about the Industrial One Hundred and One, which is the um, like this module here, and you know you're asking me about this because like this is basically like you know an Atmega chip, and then there's this module, and you were you know we were trying to figure out what's in this module. Is this open source? And so far it isn't. And you're like you're like Lady Ada, what is this module?
0: Yeah. Well, the thing is. Um, I was talking to Bunny and other open source hardware pioneers and experts like you. And generally speaking, if you put the Arduino logo or any logo on the tin and the logo on the board, um, the expectation in the community is this is open source because the board says open source. The product page says open source. It says with these files, you can build one of these. But um, Bunny can't. You can't. No one can. So we were trying to figure out... um, one will the, the, this new Arduino, Arduino.org, will they release the files? And uh, if you scroll down on the page, um, you know, I documented this. There's all the things that they say. And this is it,
1: yeah, because you, you, I installed ORCAD, which is like a super joyous thing. Um, don't sell ORCAD unless you have to. And what we found is the schematic just said, like, there's this module. And it's just like a black box. There's (coughs) no information about what's in here. The
0: owner of the file, it's not Arduino, it says Dog Hunter. So there isn't any um, open source license or sharing license. And the um, ORCAD file is just the same thing in the PDF. It's basically a a not usable um, drawing of an incomplete thing. So we emailed um, Arduino.org. They didn't get back to us. I think Bunny did and a few other people did. And they said, oh, email these other people. There's multiple Arduinos still in some way. So, anyways, they didn't respond back. They're, they're not going to respond. Yeah. Um, and it, says, so that's it like, says click here for eagles and zip, it's not. Yeah, there's no, there's no false. So, anyways, um, so that made us think.
1: So, yeah, so I was thinking, like, what's actually in here? Because, you know, I've never, I've never really used the YUN. Like, I, I tried it out once, and then, you know, the Raspberry Pi came out, and I was kind of like, well, you know, if I'm going to you know, use the Linux computer, I'll use a single board computer. But inside is this Atheros AR9331, which is actually a Qualcomm chip and, yeah, it's a Wi-Fi system on a chip, and it runs at 400 megahertz, and it's got, you know, 802.11 built-in radio. It's got um, RAM, and then I guess you can connect external RAM, and you can control external flash. It's got USB host and device, um, Ethernet ports, uh, GPIO, and a bunch of other things. And, uh, basically, you know, there, I guess there's a data sheet. But I don't think that there's, like, a release document. And there's also, like, this Dragino, which is kind of like this AR-9331.
0: Well, the problem is everyone's coming like out, no out of the woodwork who, who used to work with Dog Hunter or Lenino or whatever this version of Arduino is. And they're telling me lots of things that I don't know if it's true. So apparently there's reasons why maybe this isn't really open source and they're saying. But I, I'm not, I, until I can verify it. I'm not comfortable writing about it. So, yeah. anyways,
1: it's kind of... But that, that internal is, like... And then there's, like, the reference design is... Cl- Actually, you know, it's funny. I Googled it. I did find a reference design. It's, no, it's, there's
0: a leak. It's NDA. There's a leaked, like, data sheet. Yeah, there's, there. like,
1: all these leaked documents. If you look for, like, schematic... I don't know if it shows up. No. Yeah. Just because, you know, it's, like, the Internet. And you're, like, you search for things, and, like, things appear. We um, can see, like, these are some modules so like this is kind of what's in that so if you can even see like okay there's this main chip that does like the Wi-Fi there's this WinBond flash chip and then there's the RAM chip also from WinBond and then you can see like there's this um, I guess like a on here it looks like it's a balanced output and then they unbalance it and then um, this and then this is like basically this schematic but that's like not released so it's like not super useful for the industrial, so, but, but we were thinking about it, and I was like, well, I was actually like, well, let's like get an AR9331 module. Like, I mean, we can just, you know, if this is an open source, maybe people can make their own
0: yeah. um,
1: just by getting an, you know, an AR9331. And actually, did, you know, I went looking, shopping around and like, you know, finding stuff on like, you know, AliExpress and Taobao just to see like what, what is out there. And it turns out the AR9331 is actually kind of expensive, like getting a module already done, like, right, like you know, a module like that image with like the flash and the RAM, it was like thirteen bucks or something, fourteen bucks. It was like pretty expensive, which explains why um, the Yun is a little pricey. Um, and it would be great if I could just get like the you know the Raspberry Pi Zero chip, right? Because it's it's clearly much less expensive for them to be able to manufacture it for around um, five dollars. But that's not really available. So then I went looking around, and it actually turns out that the chipset that people tend to use is this MediaTek chipset. Which is basically like MediaTek is kind of well, I like MediaTek because they pretty much look at what's on the market and like especially from Qualcomm, and then they just make something like half the price. (laughs) So um, you can get like you know an Atheros AR nine three three one module, and like I think there's a couple companies that make them like you know like if you look on Alibaba or something, like you can tell that there's there's a bunch of um, modules that you can buy. And they're like, you know, about 11 bucks or so, maybe um, 20 bucks or something. But then when I um, looked around, I was like, oh, you know, these MediaTek modules are cheaper, so I got a whole bunch of samples. So I thought I could just show these off. I just got them today.
0: Yeah. And so, can you go back to the, the article I wrote? Uh, it's in the
1: Arduino This flag.
0: one. Yeah. So the other thing, you um, scroll down a little bit. The other thing is, that, see these other logos? Yeah. It says, uh, powered by Lenino and developed with Dog Hunter. So the, the current CEO of Arduino also owns those companies. So just aesthetically, just by the way, this is super weird for any Arduino board to have um, a person who owns a majority of Arduino and then owns these other two companies. And um, Dog Hunter is not known to be open source. Um, Nothing's Ar- open source. Arduino Day, yeah. it was proclaimed that Arduino is going to be all open source on Evil Mad Scientist. Um, blog, Lenore and Wendell posted up in there and say, hey, like, what's up with the, the files? And Massimo said, oh, email, uh, I've emailed my colleagues at Arduino.org, and <coughs> don't worry, well, it's been about a month, I think, almost. So, yeah. I don't know, I mean, like, there's only one, um, besides dancing, there's only one thing we can do, and I think that's to come up with open source alternatives to something that's called open source, it's no longer open source or never was gonna be open the source. The other
1: thing about MediaTek is you know they have the um, they're yeah. doing so the, do the project with um, the Linkit. So they released actually a lot of files because they're they're doing stuff with seed, like the Linkit kit. And so I actually thought like it could be kinda neat, you know, like looking at these modules, I can like maybe make a feather. So the first one I got is this HLK RM08S and this one Get people so you can see it. So he's got the uh, MediaTek MT7688KN, um, and this is a really adorable little module. So this is a full Linux computer, and you can see they they kind of print out. You know, this is I squared C, and this is the antenna and I2S SPI UART, and then LAN. Although these LAN chips you can also use as like GPIO, like they're they're Ethernet, and these are these chips are kind of designed to be like little pocket routers. Basically, you know, it has. Four Ethernet ports, a Wi-Fi antenna, and a power plug. So it's it's like very minimal. So this is the low cost one. And this is only a couple bucks. Maybe it's four dollars per module, which is like incredibly inexpensive. Um, and uh, yeah, it's got USB power function, and it's got the MediaTek uh, seven six seven eight six six chip. And you can tell there's like only like a bunch of capacitors, inductor here, crystal. And then this SPI flash, and the SPI flash is a 25L16. So this is a two megabytes of flash. It's very small. I mean, this is like it runs one thing, which is like Wi-Fi Ethernet routing program. It's very, very minimal. Um, It does run a Linux kernel, but like when it boots, it's like, I don't even know if you get a shell. I think it's just like, hey, I'm running this like ultra-miniaturized open WRT. And then there's, of course, antenna connector here. So I thought you can like look up the MediaTek uh, MT76688KN. So I actually couldn't find a ton of info on the KN version other than I think here. Yeah, here in the, the MediaTek page. OK, so it's got five port ethernet. Uh, it's got eight megabytes of RAM built in, so there's no like flash, like there's no uh, RAM chip like you usually see a big chunky RAM chip that's actually built in. Um, but it's really really cheap, so it's kind of like you know a like PC. It's like it's you know it's looks like it was recently released 2014 or so. It runs at 580 megahertz, so it's the same speed as the Atheros chip. But the the trade-off of getting something like this small, I mean this is like super teeny is it's, um, it's got only eight megabytes of RAM and two megabytes of flash. Now, what's interesting is that I've noticed that, I don't I haven't done a lot of open up WRT, but it's interesting that there's more RAM than storage. And I think what happens is that like the kernel is compressed and you have like a compressed file system on the SPI flash, and then it's decompressed into RAM. I mean, I'm guessing, but that's kind of what I would do. And then instead of running off a of flash, which is kind of, even SPI flash, it's kind of slow. Um, like, I mean, maybe if it's like a quad SPI, it's not too bad, but it's a little slow. If it's in RAM, it's like you get to basically do all you want with a file system, and then you don't have to worry about file system corruption either because, like, you know, you only write when you absolutely have to write, and honestly, you don't even do that much writing. You must mostly just read from the SPI and just do it in RAM, and like every time you boot, you get a fully fresh file system because, like, you don't keep anything on the file system. So it's the file system is more like ROM than RAM. You write it, you know, to put the file system on, the kernel on. But then you run from RAM. So this is, um, oh okay, yes, so can we move the overhead again? This is the HLK RM08S. So, yeah, super small. And I just like took out like, an ESP32 feather to compare. It's actually about the size of the ESP32 module. But, like you know, it's running Linux on it at 500 megahertz, which is kind of cool. And, like, I think you could probably run like some very basic i mean you'd have to probably write it in c code and be like low level but you can you could write programs in linux on this and it would just do like you know a a wi-fi radio or something because yeah it's meant for like very small um wireless hubs anyways this is a cute one and then i got a nicer one so this is um upgrade this one's like super fancy this is from high link and this one has a metal can and it's even got FCC and C certifications. You can see the ID number, 2AD over here. It's got a little LED and antenna. So I actually really like this one. The only the only sad news is just, it's just too big to be a feather. It's like, it's like a half, it's like one or two millimeters. Uh, it's like one, one tenth of an inch too big or something. So you just, or one, sorry, 50 one hundredths of an inch too big. So it's a little sad. It's, it is kind of a big module, um, but it's got this tin. But what it could be good for is, you know, if we wanted to make something that was larger than a feather, like this would be fine. Like if something that was Arduino shaped or like a Metro or something, this could be nice. And then you've got, you know, all the things on the bottom, um, like LED and function and LAN, going. USB and SPI. And it's got a couple of UARTs. But the basic difference in this is that it's running the um, uh, MTK-7688A. Six, 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 eight, eight so if we look up that on the computer, can you go to the copy? So this one is more recent. looks like it just came out like only like about a year and a half ago. And it's got external RAM. But you can put up to 256 megabytes on it, which is kind of nice. You can know, have a, SS, um, a DRAM chip. And um, so it's kind of got the same things as this, but like the big deal is you get external RAM, so you get a lot more um, capabilities. And then it looks like there's a lot of devices that use it. Although, yeah, so like the Linkit Smart uses that chip, the Onion Omega Two uses it, the Wemo Mini Plug. So like a bunch of like Wi-Fi, the home automation switches thing actually that is turning on and off the um, LEDs, the uh, LED lights for Phil. Um, is the Wemo. It also oh, gets it also runs the MT7688. And this one is pretty cheap. Uh, you can see you can customize it depending on how much RAM and flash you need. And this one isn't too expensive. So I think these modules were about like $8 or so. And so I was a little sad that this one was a little not feather-sized. Oh, can you go to the overhead again? This one's a little bit too wide. So that was like the one regret I had about the feathers. I kind of wish I'd made it one inch wide instead of 0.9 inch, but there was, I thought at the time I was like, well, you know, like, well, whatever, I'll do only a couple things with it. Turns out I want to do more things. But I found a bunch of other samples. So one is this Wadora, which I think was like an Indiegogo. So this is another chip, and this one doesn't have a can on it, so it's a little easier to see. So this is the Wadora, and... Um, it's called the Wadora bit. The only thing that's a little annoying about this is they put these capacitors on the bottom. So I guess you have to like drill a hole in your board, like a really big hole to have these capacitors come through, which is a little bit weird. But this is the uh, Wadora module. And yeah, it's got, this is the MediaTek 7688K. And then there's this Winbond. bond, you know, this is an eight pin SPI flash chip. And then there's the RAM over here. And this actually um, will fit like just kind of barely, but it does fit. So, you know, you can make a feather out of this and they have the headers. You know, it's basically just making sure that the headers will fit on the other sides. Um, so, you can do that. And uh, it's a little big, but was, so the feather would probably stick out a bunch. But, you yeah, it has like almost all the peripherals you want. Um, the thing is, I, I just didn't like that they had these bumpy capacitors on the bottom. I get it. I mean, it's, you know, you can put really big capacitors and you have some space and you just drill a hole, but that's a little bit weird. So, I'm not super into that design. And then, oh, of course, you know the little ones, the two megabyte RAM ones. You know, they they um, sorry, eight megabyte RAM. You know, they you know they'll fit quite nicely. They have they have plenty of space. Um, but uh, I wanted to maybe make sure that I had an option that was like a higher grade Linux machine. WRT. Okay, so there's the Widora. So look at that. And then um, there's also like I got a like a Widora module. So this is hold on. I'll open up this. Right, so this is kind of an all-in-one. So um, this is kind of like the big version of what like the feather would be. So it's neat is you know you get USB and then the USB serial converter. RAM flash and then the media tech chip here and then this also has um, the Ethernet plug uh, some really cute little right angle buttons and the antenna. So this is kind of all in one. And also has the host USB which is kind of cool so you can what's nice about these is that you know if you have the full Linux currently can compile in whatever drivers you want so you can have like um, this can connect to like of course keyboards and mouse but also like USB webcams or um, like you know sensor boards or like other devices or FTDI you know cables and they connect to other devices and sensors so having a USB host is kind of cool of course you're gonna connect this to a hub and like the link control has sub- hub support, so then you can uh, add you know flash drives and um, you know whatever you could possibly want via USB. So that is kind of handy. This is a nice little board. It says open source hardware, but I also couldn't find the files for this. But they have a logo, kind of nice. Oh, and then um, SD cards. That's actually kind of a ni- nice thing about these MediaTek boards. Is even though the onboard flash is not that big, maybe it's only like you know 16 megabytes maybe whatever you can um, put in a SD card socket and then if you want you plug that in and then you get as much storage as you want you, can, you know play music through the I2S interface here it has uh, audio out or uh, audio in You so can do quite a bit and I think that it could be interesting to have you know a full Linux like capability like even though microcontrollers are very useful there's sometimes I think maybe you're like okay I really want to run Python or I really want to have like Linux you know that the awful kernel support full stack support you, know, you want to run JavaScript or something um, this is the third module I got so this is the FL EM 7688 and um, this one is actually kind of you know there was like it was like too cold too hot just right so this one um, fits in between the headers so you can I can turn into a feather um, and there's even a little bit of slop which is kind of nice It's quite skinny compared to the other ones, which are a little more squarish. So I can have, you know, the pads and clearance, so I won't run into these um, headers. And then, of course, I'll just via underneath. And then, you know, this, I'll just make sure to, you know, not bump into any of these vias over here. And, yeah, this one is, uh, it's got the wind bond around, the MediaTek 7688A, and then, um Let's see, how big is this flash? It's a 25Q128, which is uh, 16 megabytes of flash. So it's got 16 megabytes of flash and I think 64 megabytes of RAM. So, I mean, you can actually kind of run Linux. I mean, that's like my first like NetBSD computer was like not that much bigger than that, a lot more RAM. And then um, antenna over here, crystal, all that stuff. So I think this one's kind of the winner. I'm kind of digging this one.
0: AT winner? Oh, wait, sorry. Wrong show.
1: Yeah. Different. Not the all winner, but yeah. the MediaTek winner. So I kind of like it. You know, there's, you know, Linkit has a Linux distribution. What I, what I think would be interesting here is that um, you, know, you have this here. It's going to be kind of long as a feather goes. But, you know, you'll have SPI, i squared I2S. You'll have batteries. So, I mean, if you want to make a battery-powered Linux computer, this could kind of be your way of doing it. You'd get a big battery. Um, and then... Instead of USB to serial only, because I could do that, and then I, I, one things that I, I really kind of like tweaks me out about a lot of the like single board Linux computers is they don't have a built in UART. Like you can like the Onion Omega, it's very adorable, but like you have to plug into another board to get like debug. And I really like being able to always be able to plug in the board into debug. So like even the Raspberry Pi it doesn't have UART built in which again, it's like there it's cost cutting because you have to add more expense but like it's really nice to be people to just like putty or in I mean you know having to like have it come in as an AP and you set the you know address and the pass I always find that very annoying so being able to just like log in and then um, say okay set the SSID and password or set all your SSIDs that you want to have accessed. so having a, a USB to serial converter here. But instead of using the CP2102, one of the things that Scott and I chatted about was maybe using an atSAMD21E, like a small Atmel SAMD chip. And not only will we do USB to serial conversion, right, which is like lovely and, you know, that's a like default code that's very easy to do. Just you don't even need to do um, flow control. Um, this will do like baud rate selection and just open up the serial port the other thing it would do is maybe it would help do the analog digital conversion because one thing that's a little sad about these chips is they don't have analog pins but the chip could act as a usb serial converter and also show up as an i squared c slave and then you could basically make it act like a six pin analog digital converter so it would be t- do dual duty and it would take up a bunch of space and you'd get like the you know whatever 12-bit or 10-bit yeah 12-bit um analog digital converter that you get in all Atmel chips, um, basically for free. And it would cost the same as the CP2104. You just have to write the code for it. But then you could like, you know, very easily use this for almost everything, especially if you have analog inputs. I think that would be pretty sweet. So yeah, that's kind of my thing. I only got one more thing, so I'm kind of I'm kind of looking at this one as the winner for this. This would be kind of sticking out here, and there would be some support circuitry over here. But um, probably a bunch more capacitors because there's a bunch of o in here, but I think it needs some more caps. So I would add some more big caps um, for a nice, smooth power supply. And um, this one, because I kind of looked at the measurements and I thought this one was the most likely winner, I also picked up like an eval board. So I haven't really looked at it. I just kind of plugged it in to make sure it didn't catch on fire. But this is a um, eval board for that module and uh, it was uh, pretty cheap like 50 bucks or something. So it's got the module in here, preloaded with uh, w- Open WRT, some buttons. It's got this like LoRa module. It's got Ethernet. It's got the SD card slot, the USB host. It's got this like ginormous USB serial converter chip um, and all the, the crystal. This is like all the USB serial converter chip.
0: Oh. And um, then
1: on-off switch and then I2S analog out and in.
0: So I was chatting in the chat room about yeah, what's up? what we can do together to keep electronics... Open source, free, shareable, help others. Um, AT Makers is in the chat room. And one of the things I say in every show, we're able, and they're able, to help people in ways we never expected because the code is shareable. It's open source. You can build upon the boards. You can do all sorts of things. That's the problem with some of the, the Arduino.org stuff now. So Because um, they just won't tell us, and there's not any files. So he wants to know um, if there were analog I.O. on these boards.
1: There aren't. And that's why I would probably have um, that at Sam chip as like, because, you know, you can get a really simple one, like without a lot of flash, a lot of RAM for like maybe a dollar. So it would be a teeny bit more expensive than just a plain USB to serial converter, but it would also do the analog conversion because one of the things that I thought about with, you know, I'm, I'm like, you know, playing with CircuitPython and thinking about like programmability. So like adding an AVR that's controlling a Linux computer is kind of weird. Like, I kind of get it, but I also kind of don't. Like, it's a Linux computer, you should just like, I mean, yeah, if you really need like a robotics thing, but I think it'd be better just to have like a full Linux computer that you log in, you you run your code on Linux, and then you have like a chip that's a helper that just does like analog inputs or analog outputs, or like if you really need a PWM, it could do those for you too. Like the things that it would the things that you need a microcontroller for, I think are easier to push off to a micro than Linux computer things push off to a Linux computer. You know what I mean? like like I feel like the programming environment for Linux is so much more powerful. Like one of the things that I thought would be neat about this is if you could, instead of actually having to log in, like once you set it up, it would show up as like a shareable folder with your files in it. And so you wouldn't even have to edit your files on here. You would edit on the on the module. If you, like, plug in the feather, you set up for Wi-Fi, and you, like, you got, got that configured, you would then share the files and then edit them on your computer and save them and then just run them, like, via your computer. Like, kind of, like, basically VPN. VPN into um, it just using, like, the Wi-Fi. Because it's, like, if you're running Linux, it's, like, super easy to set that up. And, like, hopefully you have enough, like, Flash and RAM to run that and I think you do I think 120 makes a RAM You can kind of like do file sharing, I think okay. sharing So
0: is Python easy. on the Linux port could Call out system call libraries to pull the data From the SAMD
1: Yeah it would just be i squared c And you would just like I would just basically have a little library And it's if you want to have analog readings Do it over i squared c and then you would get The reading from the little helper chip Or if yeah. you want to have an analog output you do the same Just for like That's what we're working on the sensors and like the things that are, are picky. I mean on yeah. the other hand it is a five hundred eighty megahertz processor. Like it's fairly fast. So you can do like a bunch of stuff with it. Like it's got like this DHT sensor, so you know. So that's I haven't what that's what pl- we're thinking this, is like
0: even if even if we were to do like a an identical open source replacement for the Yun, maybe we wouldn't manufacture it. We put out the reference design, but we'd make like a feather. With this or something.
1: Yeah, it kind of inspired me to think like, oh, you know, like these modules are low-cost and cheap enough. If I can make a Feather that's like, you know, 30 or $40 with all the circuitry fully assembled, but it, you can have like the Linux computer, I think that could be kind of neat um, to do. I mean, like, the thing about the MediaTek chip is it's really cheap. Like, I think the bill of materials for the, that module, just the raw module, I think the bill of materials is like maybe five or six bucks, which is why you end up with Like all these Kickstarters, Indiegogo, so like the Vocor uses this chip, the Onion Omega uses this chip, and there's like two other, the Wador uses this chip. There's like a bunch of these like Linux computer breakout things that use this chip. And when they do the crowdfunding, they always make it be like five bucks because they're like, well, that's the bill of materials, the bill of materials cost. But then it never really scales because it's just like, it's really hard to get distribution when the cost of your thing is the cost of your thing. And you're like starting out.
0: Yeah, and then a maker says this was actually put things into an area where I could help out with the code Linux tuning. Is, yeah, this is this is the other thing. Um, Raspberry Pi got a lot of people involved because there was a lot of expertise. This might be a way to bring in that large community as well.
1: Yeah, I think like, look, it's not going to be Raspberry Pi. It's not nearly as fast. It's not going to be as you yeah, know but intense. Different, but
0: different strokes, different But it's for a the WRT, project, yeah.
1: which is which is well known. It's that, and I'm saying it's not going to be a competition. It's going to be it's a different thing. I want it to be like a low. Uh, low-power, very small, like Feather compatible, and because MediaTek releases files, it's actually we can like make as much of it open-source as possible. And then because WRT has like a community lead, which is, is I guess is another distribution, um, there's people who, who are, have already done a lot of hacking and modding with these Wi-Fi routers. I think it would be kind of neat to just see like, well, let's see if we can make a small Linux computer, that can work with like the Feather ecosystem, and then, like, work with the microcontroller as the microcontroller is helping rather than the microcontroller controlling. Yeah. So, anyways, I just got these samples today. Okay, right. So this is all very futuristic, but I always wanted to kind of design a little Linux board. So I'll probably use this, and then I'll I'll try to design the actual module itself too. I'd I'd like to get the practice. It doesn't. I mean, I don't want to say it's like oh how hard can it be, but it's like it's a one sided board, eight layers, looks like, with three chips and a couple of passives. So I think I have a shot of being able to design my own. Li- I always wanted to sort of design my own Linux computer. So I thought that would be fun. are you
0: going to have the SAMD M0 as a serial input controller and the module as a Linux server, is that how it works?
1: Yeah, the SAMD the, you, you, would only be an I2C slave, and what it would do is it would get I2C commands, because the I2C pins are, are, like, predefined on this module. So, it would just you know, I, I just use whatever address is going to be used by any other sensor, and it would just basically act not only as a USB serial converter, but it would also do the analog digital conversion for you. So you'd get ADCs, and then, you know, like, it's not hard, so you could upgrade it, the firmware. I could add, like, analog output for the one pin that does that. You could add, like, I2C commands that will let you do PWM out for, like, the you know, because you don't usually need all six analog. So, you'd have six pins that could be analog inputs, they could be PWM outputs, they can be, you know, NeoPixel output pins. So, like, I could, I could have like a list of I2C commands that this Linux computer would be able to send for, it, for just the, helping it with the things that are annoying for Linux computers to do, which is like analog, NeoPixels, PWMs, and servos. Right? There's like, those are the things that it like, Linux can't do those, it can do like OAuth which is, like, really annoying to do on Arduino, compatible. You know, it can, like, buffer huge files. It's got a, you know, SD card file system. It can do, like, it can decode MP3s on um, software on the fly super easily. It can record audio. It can, like, you can connect a webcam to it. All that stuff is, like, super, like, Linux is, like, top-notch, but it can't twiddle a pin at 50 nanoseconds. It just can't do it. It just like freaks out. Like, it just can't get that timing right. So that would that's what the the helper chip would do, and it would also do USB serial conversion in the background because like that's super easy. Okay. So that's sample ready? Monday. Simple Monday. Thank you. All
0: right, thanks for everyone in the chat room. I was giving them some background about what we're trying to do with um, the open source org folks. Because uh, the new Arduino.org uses the term open source um, in a way that's never been used before. <laughs> As in, like, it's not open source. Um, so they might help us out. And then we're just going to keep making open source hardware and software. And we'll make sure our libraries work with CircuitPython. And we'll just have the menagerie of hardware. Yeah,
1: I mean, for all the libraries that were in Python, it would just work with this. You can install mini Python on this, and, like, you'd be just running Python. Yeah. Like, it's just silly, but you can do it. And um, if other people have, like info on, like i just started looking into this so if you if anybody's like oh the best distro for this chip is this this blah 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 um send it over and i'll, I'll take a look because i'm kind of yeah whatever
0: distros you think that would really work well and, and you and you know what you're and you know, you and know, you know what know you're like talking that. about you can just email pt at
1: yeah i think lead seems to be the one that people are using what is it l-e-d-e
0: lead lead lead
1: yeah that seems to be the one but if anyone has ideas i mean this is supported in Open WRT, so and leads, so I guess I'll, I'll probably start there. But I've never like done my own like distro from scratch. I mean, I, you know, obviously this is gonna be—it's a, a very minimal Linux. It has to run within. Yeah, I think it'd be megabytes. cool.
0: I, I think it'd be cool. Like this is one of the neat things about innovation and technology and open source. Is you know, you think there's a roadblock or a barrier? At most, it's a speed bump. Yeah. And uh, for us, it's a ramp to launch ourselves. And maintain a new wonderful place.
1: Yeah. I also like, like these little modules. I mean, there's just, there's just, I mean, this is ridiculous. I mean, even though it's only two megabytes of flash, eight megabytes of RAM, I mean, the fact that this is a little Linux computer is just like, is awesome, right? I mean, you can, you can absolutely put this in an SD card.
0: Okay, we'll take a couple questions. We'll hang out. Yeah, sure. Yeah, so, anyways, we, um, we put the Metro um, as an open source in Oshawa certified thing just to show hey look how easy it was and then we have a, a CERN uh, open hardware CERN license for one of our uh, Pi projects so I think what we'll do is when we're specifically showing hey here's an open source alternative to something that says it's open source but it's not we'll just get it off for of certified because it's super easy it took 30 seconds just, here's the files, mm-hmm. here's the license cool yeah, alright, I'll wait for this question to come in. <coughs> <laughs> <laughs> <do, do>, <laughs> yeah. The little the little uh the little button thing worked. Yeah? Yeah, it worked fine. Same so goes this and then it's like oop there you are.
1: Do you want me to show what it is that we made? No.
0: Okay. I wanna unplug it while I'm live.
1: Yeah. It's a little it's a little Python acting thing.
0: Yeah, it's time to switch to CircuitPython. <laughs> It It is. is.
1: Bye. Bye. So you're going to set that up. We'll get you one for the um, Ask Engineer next. too.
0: Powering a string of dot stars that are being controlled by an Arduino, can I power them both by the same 5-volt power supply?
1: You can. Just make sure it's a good one.
0: Okay. Uh, And have you ever played around with RT Linux?
1: I haven't. I haven't tried RT Linux. Okay. uh, So I don't know.
0: Can you expose the data via the slash proc file system in Linux?
1: Um... Yeah, there's a bunch of stuff you can do with file systems, and you can always write a driver that exposes stuff. So, you know, ideally, if I was doing a good job, I would actually hide all the analog stuff behind the scenes and have, like, like the, 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 a kernel driver that would do it. But because this it's such MD
0: a pain... data, that every code platform can read them. Yeah, them
1: I know, but it's like, I C is also kind of universally understood, so okay. I'd, I'd more rather have it just be C, and then, you know, the Python can <coughs> do it or C can do it. Or then just write a little helper program in C okay. to do it. That, you know, you just type in, like, read analog zero, and it will, like, just return a floating point.
0: And then Jordan says, the media tech chips support uh, USB device, but not all of them, though, right?
1: This one doesn't seem to. Yeah. Which I is a little, I I, it's, a, it's the one downer. I kind of yeah. would have liked that because it would be cool if you could plug it into USB and it would show up as, um, you know, a USB serial device, like a gadget. Um, that's, like, the one thing that I was like, well, that would have been really cool, but yeah. it didn't.
0: Um, have you, uh, seen the Vocor 2 board?
1: The Vocor 2 is the same chip. Okay. It's just, it's just double-sided, which okay. I'm not into because it's like I can't pick and place and
0: then, it. And uh, any thoughts on a new cellular feather M0 and A1A base? Um, yeah, sure. I mean, they're just, the modules are huge. And...
1: Yeah. It has, there's no, there's no finished design for yeah. it. It's not a top priority because not a lot of people use a cellular feather, yeah. but they might if I had a better design, but it's, it's just something I'm thinking break from. Uh,
0: would battery management be the same as the other feathers?
1: I've thought about that. I actually think what I would do is have, you know, one of the analog inputs on that device would be the D and you'd have to request the battery measurement, and so, or, like, you know, the, the VDD, basically the measurement, and so that's one of the things that would be useful about having analog inputs is that you would be able to tell when your battery level is going low and you could shut down. But it's not, again, because it's, I, th- I think the flash file system is decompressed into um, RAM, you don't have, like, as much... Uh, Issue if you just shut off in the middle. I mean, these routers yeah. you can unplug them pretty much whenever you want.
0: Uh, someone's asking about we. Yeah, we have the FlashForge Creator pl- Pro. We also have MakerBot. Yeah. Okay. All right, that's it. Well, thanks everybody.
1: Thanks.
0: We'll see everybody this week. We have a special show on. We have so many shows. Wednesday at seven, Show and Tell race car. and then we have uh, seven thirty Show and Tell. Then we have eight PM, and Engineer, and uh, I hooked up a bunch of stuff, so I'm back. On the desk of Ada, streaming. We just had so much stuff to do.
1: It's also really nice out. But, yeah, I've, got, I get, I've been doing yeah. um, uh, all sorts of really cool stuff with uh, – got some uh, interpolation going on here that I'm doing, um, thermal camera stuff. Um, we're training up a new person yeah, in our embedded good. group, so we're going to have a lot more hardware soon. The Gemma M0 PCBs are going to be in shortly. Yep. And the Trinket M0 is after that. And so there's going to be a lot of hardware. Uh, we just took a couple of weeks off to uh take care of biz
0: okay thanks everybody
1: but we're here we're here for the next 10 years okay bye later